Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show where we discuss the ways we can upgrade our nutrition and lifestyle and as a result, upgrade our life. And today's topic was highly requested. I asked around my Instagram followers what was interesting for them. And actually, I have seen the same trend on the Instagram and other bloggers that I was following that this autumn or fall, if you are in the US, is hitting everyone really hard this year. And I don't know why. Is it because the autumn came around very heavily? The days just became so dark. I honestly have a feeling that I'm living in this town where the Twilight movie was filmed. I don't know. But I honestly feel like I don't know whether the sun is actually out there somewhere or not. It's like this twilight the whole day and then suddenly it gets dark so early and I feel it myself. This year I honestly have a very profound seasonal affective disorder myself. So I wanted to make this episode to help you around to share what I'm doing and what the scientifically proven methods of battling this state are. So as we are transitioning to these colder, darker, shorter days, many of us find ourselves feeling depressed, having low mood and lacking energy and Some may also experience sleeping problems. Just yesterday, I had a consultation with one of my clients and she sounded so low. She even said that she couldn't recognize herself. And then I accidentally stumbled across Instagram story of one of the fitness trainers that I'm following on Instagram. And she shared that she has literally no energy and she wants to stay in bed all day and just do nothing and she feels this slump of energy. And I am feeling so compassionate for these situations. And as I said before, I am experiencing this myself. We are currently living in a northern country and the pandemic has ruined our plans a bit to move elsewhere. And the weather here has been quite rough lately. We had snow, <laughs> we had everything. And I feel like this year's autumn has taken its toll on me. Perhaps because the last winter of 2022 was really long and very dark. I am currently living at the same latitude as Alaska, as my husband told me recently. So you might get an idea from this. So I want to share some methods how we can help our body to produce more happy hormones. This episode will be purely from a nutrition point of view as I'm a nutritionist, I'm not a psychologist. And we can totally influence our biochemistry because if you are new to this podcast, I need to just mention straight away that the link between how we treat our body and how we feel emotionally is undeniably strong. I am by no means underestimating the work that a therapist can do for you. I mean, a psychologist. In fact, I believe in many cases it is so necessary 
and can be highly valuable for you. However, I also believe that we can influence our mental health greatly with the right diet and by tweaking some of our lifestyle habits because these also have a direct impact on the production of serotonin and dopamine that regulate mood. If we are not providing the right materials to our body or we create an environment where the production of mood-regulating neurotransmitters is hindered, then, well, the results from a therapy alone may not be as good. So for that reason, I truly believe that working both with a nutritionist and a psychologist at the same time is the most effective way to beat any kind of depression, anxiety, and so on. So what we experience lately is called seasonal affective disorder and it is a bit different from a classical depression in the sense that it occurs in the autumn or early winter and typically remits in spring and summer where the days are longer, we get more sunshine and we get more light in general. So unlike the classic depression, it has this seasonal element in it. So this is believed to be related to changes in light exposure, which affects circadian rhythm, serotonin levels and melatonin production when there is a reduced sunlight in autumn and winter. So what can we do about it? Well, if we cannot get to the sunshine, I mean, you can totally book a holiday and I think it is highly appropriate when a person knows that their seasonal affective disorder affects him, no pun intended, it is much more appropriate to book your holiday in autumn months and to go somewhere where it is still warm and sunny. But if we cannot get access to the sun and to the light, there are certain things that we can do to support our body. And yes, it will not have the same effect like getting exposed to the sun, but it is better, much better than not to do anything at all. So what can we do about it? Let's start with number one. It is vitamin D. Our skin produces vitamin D when we are exposing it to the sun. But what you might not know about is that many people enter autumn already deficient in this vitamin. The great majority of the population is deficient in vitamin D generally, even in the summer months, because we spend the daytime hours in the office or indoors and we do not expose our skin enough to the sun. There are additional factors that may block vitamin D, such as liver or kidney problems, insulin resistance, diabetes, and having a high amount of adipose tissue, i.e. body fat. Factors also include consuming sugar or excessive carbohydrates, experiencing chronic stress and smoking. So it is not as straightforward as it looks. And why is vitamin D so important? Well, it plays a huge role in synthesis of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, which are crucial for mood regulation. 
So you might see the connection. We have been already deficient, most likely, in summer months. And then when the autumn days come, we get even more deficient. Our body cannot produce the quote-unquote happiness hormones like serotonin and dopamine. So my recommendation number one is to take high-quality vitamin D3 supplement. I take it in drops where vitamin D is suspended in coconut oil. I just find them to be more effective than in the pill form. And something else that I want to share in this episode, if you are interested, if you are not into some scientific facts, then skip this part um, a couple of minutes forward. Uh, So basically, What I have found is that, well, first of all, there has been a significant research conducted in recent years and there has been many scientific papers written on the vitamin D. It is currently being extensively studied, which is great news. And according to the latest data, to meet our needs for supporting immunity, for example, we need much more than 600 or 800 IUs daily. This amount is a recommendation that is based on old research on how to prevent osteoporosis. So basically, it will not help to fix any deficiency in vitamin D. And some studies involved people taking this amount over the course of four months, their vitamin D levels barely improved. So there is a new school of thought that an average person needs to take much more than 600 or 800 IUs. And even more if a person has an autoimmune disease. Because vitamin D is the modulator of the immune system. In fact, even though it is classified as a vitamin, its functional role in the body is more akin to that of a hormone. Other cases where a person needs much more than 600 or 800 IUs daily is when a person has an infection or metabolic disease like diabetes, high blood pressure or cardiovascular disease. I personally take 10,000 to 12,000 IUs daily and to reach a toxic level, one needs to consume between 100 to 200,000 IUs for several months. So, my dose, for example, 10,000 I use is unlikely to be toxic. Plus, it is essential to understand that we never absorb 100% of the supplement that we are taking. We're only absorbing a fraction, about 60% if we're lucky. Another interesting piece of information that I have come across recently is that what is considered to be a low vitamin D level in our blood, that is 20 nanograms per milliliter or lower, actually translates into 4,000 IUs per 5 liters of blood. It is the total amount of blood that an average person has. So we cannot 
really address this deficiency by taking only 600 or 800 IUs. And the optimal range, i.e. Um, 40 to 60 nanograms per milliliter, will translate to between 8,000 to 9,000 IUs. So as you can see, these recommendations do not really align with what our body truly requires. And I understand that this information may be new to some and you may be cautious. Therefore, I would encourage you to do your own research, consult your doctor to feel safe and make your own informed decision. Because in the end of the day, we're all different. If you have spent the whole summer outside exposing your skin to the sun, then you might not need as much as 8,000 or 10,000 as I'm currently taking. But as a side note, I am trying to manage inflammation in my body. That's why I need to take a bit more. However, the other trend that I currently see with the supplements really makes me happy because more manufacturers nowadays produce vitamin D supplements with 4,000 IUs as a dosage. And it is indicating this recognition of our need of a higher amount of vitamin D than the old 800 IUs. Okay, the next step that I recommend is supplementing with magnesium. This relates closely to the vitamin D I have just mentioned earlier. So magnesium is of paramount importance and plays a multifaceted role in the metabolism and function of vitamin D. Basically, it helps vitamin D to get absorbed, it helps it to move around the body and to get stored. Magnesium is necessary for the enzymes in the liver and the kidneys to convert vitamin D into an active form. And if you're deficient in magnesium, you might not be able to activate vitamin D effectively, no matter the amount you consume. Also, if your magnesium levels are low and you take vitamin D3 supplement, you may experience unwanted side effects like excess calcium, kidney stones, arterial calcification or gastrointestinal symptoms. Moreover, taking vitamin D can further reduce magnesium levels, potentially worsening the symptoms of a magnesium deficiency that you had. So it is vital to take these two nutrients together. Magnesium also offers a fantastic benefit of promoting peaceful and restful sleep. I personally take it around 9 o'clock in the evening and I recommend it to all my clients who struggle with falling or staying asleep after a stressful day. This one nutrient can absolutely fix your insomnia given that the circadian rhythm is often disrupted during seasonal affective disorder magnesium is a valuable nutrient to improve your sleep quality furthermore magnesium plays a role 
in a neurotransmitter synthesis and function and possesses mood stabilizing properties, making it beneficial for managing stress, anxiety and depression. So basically, it's a win-win and it is a highly valuable nutrient, which I highly recommend you supplement with in this autumn days. The next one, and I truly swear by this group of nutrients, B vitamins. These are truly known for their benefits in supporting our nervous system. Each of these vitamins has its unique role, but in relation to depression and low mood, and by the way, fatigue and low energy as well, vitamin B9, aka folate, B6, B3, and B12 are especially beneficial. B vitamins are water-soluble and cannot be stored in the body for a long time, with the exception of B12. So we need to have a regular intake of those vitamins. And why is it especially important in autumn and winter? When people are having low mood episodes, they are more likely to reach out for comforting foods, which often are high in carbohydrates and sugar or alcohol, like a glass of wine in the evening to cheer themselves up. And these foods and drinks deplete our B vitamins. It happens because B vitamins are needed to metabolize carbohydrates, sugar and alcohol. So it is like this weird loop we are stuck in where the stuff that we eat or drink to feel better can actually make us feel even worse. And for that reason, I highly recommend fixing your diet first, eating nutritious healthy foods and avoiding junk and unhealthy foods as much as possible. Simply popping B vitamins while still having an unbalanced diet that has the foods that cause the problem will not cut it for many reasons. Thankfully, we are now having that time of the year where there is a huge abundance of seasonal vegetables and fruit. And I need to say that the reason why I don't recommend such a nutrition plan or exactly what to eat on this podcast is because nutrition is very personal. And while some rules may overlap, for example, sugar is not good for anybody, there will be differences for people in foods that they do well on and the ratios of macronutrients as well. I've never met two people who are totally the same in what they need. Some people are sensitive to hormones, have medical history or a certain state of the digestive system that can also be different and call for different approach. So for that reason, consulting a nutritionist and tailoring a diet plan specific to your needs is essential. If this resonates with you and you're looking for a plan to enhance your energy, address nutrient deficiencies and manage weight, I invite you to visit my website or contact me to learn more about my consultations and discuss a plan of action. Okay, back to the episode. So this is how I like to get my B vitamins. First of all, is whole food vitamins, which are not synthetic. I like to take these supplements on stressful days, but now as we are getting into this 
autumn months, I take them regularly. And the second way of supplementation is nutritional yeast flakes, which again are unfortified, meaning that they don't have any synthetic vitamins added to them. If you're curious about what nutritional yeast flakes are, I have a blog post on my website and I have filmed a short reel recently on my Instagram, so do check those out. Okay, number four to combat seasonal affective disorder is dietary protein. It supports our brain function and health and provides the building material, i.e., amino acids that your body uses to make neurotransmitters that play a key role in mood regulation. One of the essential amino acids, which means that your body cannot produce it, it needs to get it from food sources, is called tryptophan, for example, and it is a precursor to serotonin, the neurotransmitter that is also called a happiness hormone, and it is linked to feelings of well-being. Similarly, tyrosine, another amino acid, leads to production of dopamine and norepinephrine. These are neurotransmitters vital for alertness, focus and mood balance. And what really happens in life, I will share my perspective and my observations, is that we often hear this a lot. Ooh, too much protein is bad for you. Or go vegetarian slash vegan. And many people indeed associate a healthy way of eating with a very little amount of protein or going quote-unquote meatless. If you remember... Uh, a few years ago, it was a trend to have a meatless Monday, while in my practice, despite those fears of eating too much protein foods, what I have seen for more than seven years now of analyzing client food diaries is actually the opposite. People do not get enough of dietary good quality protein. And this holds true for both vegetarians, vegans and people who eat animal foods. There is typically a strong tilt towards carbohydrates and often fats, which people tend to overconsume regardless of their dietary style. And sadly, I see this trend everywhere from takeaway shops, cafeterias. I believe that the reason for not putting enough protein-rich foods or not putting the sufficient quantity of those foods in commercial meals, for example, is that the quality protein is more expensive than breads, pastas, sauces, grains, beans, etc. And the food outlets... Uh, you have to understand that they are trying to monetize the cheaper foods. It is about business and profit and not about getting our nutrition right or supplying a good quality nutrition to the people. It is the opposite. And you cannot put a huge uh, price on something that is expensive already because it will not sell. To add to that, most comfort foods that we reach for to manage our mood and to, you know, have a relaxing evening, for example, pizzas, potatoes, fries, sweets, they also 
lack sufficient amount of protein. And it is becoming more and more popular at this time of the year, as many people are trying to feel better with the help of these comfort foods. But yes, they do not provide any tangible amount of protein. So this deficiency in this macronutrient can be exacerbated and it can make your autumn blues more profound. And although the amount of dietary protein will be different for each individual, this is again something that I cannot universally tell on this podcast episode that will be good for everyone. So it has to be tailored to you personally. But nevertheless, we all need the whole spectrum of essential amino acids and we need sufficient amount of dietary protein. And it is a especially helpful for battling seasonal affective disorder. Okay, and the final bit that I want to recommend today is getting probiotics into your diet. Around 90% of the body's serotonin is produced in the gut. Yep, not the brain! It is in the gut and here's where it gets exciting. There is this emerging research on the gut-brain axis that tells us that the health and the diversity of our gut microbiome directly influences serotonin production and as a result, our mental health. That is why supplementing with a good quality probiotic that survives your stomach acid, doesn't have any sugars or maltodextrin in it, and eating fermented probiotic foods is highly recommended to enable your body to create serotonin. So this is basically not necessarily giving the material to the body from which it can create these happiness hormones, but it is about creating an environment where your body can do that. I hope it makes sense. I personally absolutely love sauerkraut, which I highly, highly recommend. Just make sure it doesn't have any added sugar and it is not pasteurized. Otherwise, there will be no probiotics left in it, unfortunately. And you know what? I have recently heard this genius idea that actually you can ferment anything, anything to make these probiotic foods right at home, uh, not just cabbage. And to be honest with you, I have not tried it yet. And I'm guessing you need to be cautious and well informed not to get food poisoning from it. But as soon as I have a bit more time between my consultations, I want to read more about it and to educate myself on this question and to try it out. Uh, So make sure to follow me on Instagram where I'll post this kind of information, tricks, tips. And as soon as I figure it out, I am going to post about it. Maybe a tutorial or some instructions. Just, you know, give you more ideas what you can do at your home to get more of these different probiotic foods. I really hope that you found this episode helpful and please help your girl out. And 
if you can find a few seconds to leave me a rating or a review, if you can, that would really, really help me to create more episodes like this and other people to discover my show. And if you like this episode, please share it with the people like your friends or your relatives who might benefit from it, who are suffering from this seasonal affective disorder. And let's help each other to go through this autumn and winter as happy and cheerful as possible. I also want to invite you to subscribe to my newsletter where I have a blog and from time to time I like to post there something that is really helpful and takes around two or four minutes to read. And also please do follow me on Instagram because I share a bite-sized tips and tricks to help you with your healthy journey and with your nutrition and you might find it valuable as well. And I often ask my followers on Instagram about what they are interested in, what questions they have. I do Q&As in my stories and I also ask around what they would like to hear in my podcast. So if you want to ask a question to a qualified, experienced nutritionist, that is a really good opportunity. So I really hope you join my small but mighty Instagram family. I hope you have a wonderful week, guys. I really hope that you start applying my recommendations and feel better. And as always, if you need personal recommendation, if you need support, please do not hesitate to reach out and book a personal consultation with me. Until next time, bye!